You're listening to the Kerry Woodham Mornings Podcast from Newstalk ZB. We're discussing raising the super age after economist Shama Bielikob suggested it should be raised to 70 and it certainly should be means tested. In France, there have been violent protests over the past month because the government plans to raise the retirement age there from 62 to 64. Labour says it will keep our retirement age at 65. National has pledged to raise it to 67, starting in the year 2037. To discuss this, I'm joined by somebody who should have a very good take on it, Retirement Commissioner Jane Wrights. And very good morning to you, Jane. <laughs> Morena, Kerry. <laughs> Morena. What do you think? What's fair? You must have looked at this time and time again. What The most interesting thing about this, of course, is that it's a political decision. It's one for the government to make for its citizens. And so the job of people like me is to say... Let's put some facts out there, let's put some data out there, and let's have a calm conversation about it. Mm. Um, the first question is, um, if you want to put the age up, who says and why? Yeah. Um, and, and often the, 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 the why turns out to be, oh, we can't afford it. And the, uh, the, the answer to that is, well, who says that? Um, the government makes spending choices all the time. Um, the next question to ask is, if you did something like that, who would be hurt? In other words, take a broad policy look at it. And the people that would be hurt are women, Māori, Pacifica, and those with um, manual skills. So that's okay. We understand that. What will we do for that? The current system is a very simple one. That's the thing. You only have to hit 65, you have to meet a residency requirement, and you get, in effect, a version of a basic minimum income. You can continue mm. to work. If you work, um, your super will be, in effect, considered as um, secondary tax, so it'll be taxed off um, if, you're, if you're on a higher income. So I'm not entirely sure that there is a massive problem here. Um, It's clearly a problem in France because the state pension in France is um, something like 14% of their GDP. It's big. Mm. Whereas in New Zealand, it's only 4% of our GDP and we're only projecting that to increase to about 6.5%. So it's apples and oranges, this one. It is. When it comes to people getting enough money to live, I think we, we all take pride in living in a country that does that, that if you need help, you will absolutely get it. Why doesn't that apply to the super? I get it when it was, you know, 67 cents in the dollar, but that's not the case now. Well, 40% of people age 65 and over have almost no other income beside NZ Super, and another 20% only have a little more. So that's 60% of people living on super or super and a bit, and that's tough. Yep. Uh, it's especially tough if you're renting or you've still got a mortgage. So this idea that there are lots and lots of rich people creaming the system and living off super is simply not true. That's the 1%. And that 1% tends to dominate the conversation. The talking about that tends to dominate the conversation. Um, we did a big report on um, super settings last year, and, and we found three stories of retirement for New Zealand, not one. So the dominant retiree experience that everybody talks about, where you own your house outright, people may be well off, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. That's half, maybe, and dropping. Um, the second narrative um, are those that are struggling to get by in retirement, even when your home's are owned outright. Mm-hmm. Uh, these people are generally living on NZ Super alone. And in that story is, of course, the story of a briefer retirement for Māori and Pacifica who live less, so you live, uh, live less long. Mm. You've got an equity issue here. 
Um, and then you've got an emerging story, which is going to happen over the next 20 years or so, of increasing numbers of older people paying rent or still paying off a mortgage, um, which you have to factor in. So this is not simple. And it certainly isn't as simple as just put the age up or it should do this. It's, that's kind of a knee-jerk response that I'm kind of the least impressed by. <laughs> I, I, I can hear. Um, what about Susan St. John saying looking at um, incomes being taxed on a separate pro- progressive scale? So taxing even more than happens now. So that if you've got five or six million in investments and you know you, you own your own home, yeah, there's still 30% of New Zealanders who, who might not need I'm just surprised that they apply for it if you don't need it. I am kind of surprised about that too. But in, in, in effect, NZ Super is an entitlement. So you're allowed to, so yep. you will. And people do. Not many people don't. I was quite surprised about that as well. Yeah. Um, I think, I mean, Susan's right in the sense that there are other ways and means to skin this cat <laughs> if affordability is an issue. And is affordability an issue is the question. Well, it might um, be. I mean, at the moment, haven't we got four taxpayers propping up um, per per pension? And in the future, there'll only be two taxpayers. Per... Well, 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 maybe. But you know, again, if you if you think that super's going to go to say six and a half percent of GDP to support twenty five percent of the population, is that is that about the right proportion? I wouldn't have said it's outrageous. Um, when you're talking about super, it's really important to think about the other options available. Now, some of them are, you know, politically very difficult, like means testing, absolutely. There are other ways of doing it, and Susan's got one of them. It makes the system more complicated, mm. but it doesn't mean it shouldn't be looked at because you, you, you need to come down to the first question, which is what is uh, super for? And it's it's about dignity and minor and retirement. Yep. It's about... Um, high-level prospects, uh, uh, concepts around what you want, how you want older people to be dealt with in a society. So you get that level, and then you go, so then what? Um, if you want to introduce a more complicated system, you can, um, and, and there had to be massive policy work on that at all. But, but looking at it through the tax system is not a silly idea per se. It's just harder than, say, everybody gets it at 65, and therefore, theoretically, you need fewer bureaucrats to administer the system. You know, yeah. those are your yeah. trade-offs. <laughs> yeah. What about um, KiwiSaver? Is that going to ultimately see, uh, a, you know, the need for a universal superannuation reduce? Oh, absolutely not. I mean, the super in, the, the retirement income system is based on two planks. One is the minute the government contribution, which is which is super, and the other is your own savings, uh, which gives you. Um, uh, the, the the type of retirement that you can aim for uh, of the level that you want, right? Mm. So the two are not mutually exclusive. It's, it's really important that KiwiSaver balances and private savings continues to grow uh, because uh, NZ Super itself, generally speaking, is not enough to live on unless you're living rurally with a good garden you've got and you've got relatively few living costs or you're quite old. Yeah. Okay, interesting. I was interested about that factor. Jane, thank you. You make a compelling case. Jane Wrights and Retirement Commissioner. For more from Kerry Woodham Mornings, listen live to News Talk ZB from 9am weekdays or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio.